Good morning. Good morning. All right. My name is Jeremiah Hopes, and I promise that is on my birth certificate. And uh, Pastor Howard picked me uh, at a good time to talk about hope. And um, this story is a little bit about uh, my past and um, present and then future as well. Um, a, a brief background on me. I uh, was born into a, a Muslim family. My mom and dad were a part of the Nation of Islam. Anybody familiar with the Nation of Islam? Raise your hand. Okay. Um, I didn't understand much about God or Allah. I just knew that my parents were very devout, or my father was very devout in that faith and that belief. When my mother and father divorced, at about when I was about five years old, um, we started going to a Baptist church in the South. It was the church, we, I'm sorry, context, we lived in New York at the time that my mother and father were together, okay? We moved from New York to uh, live with my grandmother for a little while who lived in the South and uh, went to the same church for 30, 40 years, the same church my mother grew up in. So then I went from the beliefs of not celebrating Christmas to not celebrating any holidays or Easter to my mom walking behind my dad to my mom not being able to speak or go to the door when people came to her house to the uh, Baptist church environment. And the things that I learned about God and about prayer, were, especially prayer, were very confused. I was very confused. Um, go from uh, the Nation of Islam, or Muslim background, to the Baptist church. Finally, we joined the church, um, Baptist church, and um, I went up front for Christian experience. And I didn't know what that meant. I just knew that I wanted to uh, be obedient and uh, please my mom and please the, the pastor. He was, and I was like, golly, I got to go down there and just... Um, just so he'll feel good about, you know, somebody, a young person. And when you're a young person, everybody kind of <laughs> giving their life to the Lord. I didn't, I was 10 years old. I didn't know what that meant. And um, we were down in the front row, and they um, gave us the right hand of fellowship. And um, then they asked us what we wanted to do in the church. Um, I decided I wanted to join the youth choir. Those of you who know me know that that is not uh, my gift. <laughs> but I... But I just wanted to um, make everybody happy. I wanted to do, do what was right. Uh, long story short, I uh, went on to college and um, got involved in a, a Pentecostal charismatic church. Everybody familiar with the Church of God in Christ? Kojic? I got a hand back there and amen. Um, the, the beliefs about prayer and about God were um, that if you named it, you could claim it. You know, you can have it. Don't suffer. You don't have to suffer and be a martyr and all that kind of thing for Christ. Take up your cross, yeah, but you can take up your cross. Uh, it can be gold studded. Uh, it can be diamond studded, too. Um, I mean, that's kind of the mentality that um, we had. And so, again, Islam, Baptist church, Pentecostal church. I um, came to know Christ myself when I was 17. Um, I was by myself in my room dealing with all these different thoughts and different um, things I've been taught. And I decided that, you know, I don't know exactly about Everything. All I know is that I'm empty inside, and I believe that God, Jesus Christ, can give me hope. That's really it. Um, and that was the night when I just, in tears, say, God, nothing else will do. Nothing else will do. Nothing else is going to fill me up. Because I was a good kid, did good in school, and made good grades and all that good stuff. And after I um, prayed that prayer, this peace came over me. It wasn't an emotionalism, because I'd been trying the emotional thing. But it was a piece that you can have confidence that only I can save you. 
Only I can heal you. Good works won't do it. Making good grades won't do it. Singing in the choir will not do it. Nothing will do it but me. And that's when I know without a doubt that I was converted in my heart. And from that point on, the fruit of the Spirit became evident in my life. Now, I'll stop there. That's the past, a little bit more recent past. This story of hope is really about my daughter, uh, Destiny. How many know Destiny? Raise your hand. Please raise it high, please. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, seriously, I want to know who, who knows her. So if you know her, you know how she is. Her personality, her energy, her, her life, her vitality. So you can give me some amens. Um, when she was born uh, a little over three years ago, we had a very uh, seamless pregnancy. My wife, actually. I say we. I like to include myself. Um, <laughs> delivery was seamless. Um, I mean, everything was great. She had a nine on the little score. Uh, ladies, what's it called? Apgar, Apgar? Thank you. Score. So we thought everything was fine, and she went down to the nursery and... Uh, you know, we you know, fed her, changed her, but we noticed that she wasn't crying a whole lot. She didn't even cry a lot right after she was born, and uh, not too unusual. But um, what was unusual is that uh, she wasn't eating um, at all. Uh, we had to wake her up often. She was very drowsy, uh, didn't cry, didn't want to eat. And um, the nurses asked us, was the delivery, was it uh, labored, was it particularly difficult? And we said, no, it was, it was very, very smooth. Um, and then maybe about five hours later, the nurse came back and said, your daughter is not moving her shoulders. No kind of uh, reflex, no kind of startle response, nothing. And when she got a, a hepatitis B shot, I was there and she didn't even cry. It was like it didn't happen. And um, later that night, about nine, ten, we were kind of, you know, half asleep. I know my wife, Donna, was, you know, recovering. We get this frantic, this nurse frantically runs in our room and says, we're taking your daughter down to the NICU the uh, neonatal intensive care unit, because she's not moving at all. She was completely paralyzed from the neck down. Um, the neurologist examined her the next day. She had no pulse, I mean, no, um, no reflex in her, her elbow, her knee, and had a very faint one in her, her ankle. And I was watching as he was trying to get a reflex, could not get one. She couldn't move at all. And all those things I learned about God and about prayer um, flew in my face because I, I wanted to pray what the Kojic taught me to pray. Name it, claim it. You want it, you can get it. God, heal my daughter, save her, deliver her. That's what I wanted to pray. But I was afraid because I was afraid that what if I pray with earnest, with energy, with desire and passion, and what if she's not healed? What if she can't walk? What if she's paralyzed for the rest of her life? I was angry, confused. I was in despair. I'm my wife as well. And I never really cried in front of my wife. I wanted to, to be strong for her. But I was, I, was, I was broken. I was empty. I didn't know what to do. We had people all over the world praying for her, and her own father couldn't even pray. Didn't know what to pray. Only want her to be healed. And, God, if you don't do that, I'll be hurt. I'll be angry. I'll be frustrated. I'll be lost. And um, somewhere along the way, uh, I left the room and went downstairs to get something from the cafeteria. And I'm... I'm crying now because I can't hold it in anymore. I'm not crying because my daughters can't move. That, that, that made me sad, but I was really crying because I could not call on my God. And um, this verse I'm going to read to you gave me hope. Um, you, you might want to read the whole passage of John 16. It's John 16, but the verse I'm going to focus on is verse 33. Um, Christ is preparing his disciples for when he leaves, and he's letting them know that you're going to have some problems when I go. 
People are not going to like you. People are not going to just open up and uh, roll out the red carpet for you. And verse 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Amen. That was my hope. Now I can pray. I pray this. I pray, God, heal my daughter. But if you don't, give me peace. And he did. And it was almost just like that, this angry type of prayer. God, you got to give me something. (laughs) Your word even says that you will give us peace and you promise us trouble. So this may be the trouble. My daughter is paralyzed. God, this may be the trouble. Okay, I can take that. But where is the peace? You've overcome all this trouble that we're looking at in this neonatal intensive care unit. All these smart doctors, geneticists, neurologists telling us they don't know what's going on. I went back upstairs to dry my face up. Didn't want my wife to know I've been crying like that. And um, prayed with her, that same verse. And we took an index card, and I wrote this verse on her, on the index card, and I put it in the incubator. Is that what it's called, ladies? Okay, thank you. And I left it there in the, um, in the incubator all the whole time. And every, every day, we, we would go over there. We'd stay late at night and get up in, in the morning and go over there. And I would go over there and uh, ask the doctors, what about her muscle beginning to atrophy if we're not getting her physical therapy? And they're like, well, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. We're worried about other things right now. So, but I was worried about that. And so I um, began to massage her legs, move her legs around, and um, just talk with her, you know, pray with her, say that verse over her. Um, did that the first day, uh, second day. And I noticed uh, one time I did it, she pulled back against me, and I got hope, even more hope than I had before. And so I did a little bit more, you know. This is working, <laughs> right? It's working. But um, it wasn't that, but kept doing it. She kept pulling against me. The next day, I was excited to go back in there and do it some more, and she would pull more, and she would fight a little bit more. And um, by the end of the week, uh, she was moving a lot better, so much that they moved her from the intensive care unit to the progressive care unit. And she was able to move her hands, but her hands were sort of uh, uh, very, they call it uh, hypertonia. She was very, very tight. Um, is that right, Donna? Hyper? Okay. And we were trying to loosen up, so we got physical therapy for her. We got somebody coming to her house working with her. And believe it or not, those of you who know her, raise your hand again. How is she today? Hope. Um, thank you for listening to my story. I wanted to say that um, for all of you, um, I don't know what your background is, but God is honest, honest with us. He tells us the truth that we will have trouble in this world. That's a promise. It's going to be hard. But in him we can have peace and hope. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Pastor.